Brian McClanahan Show, episode 286. It's time to think locally and act locally. Welcome to the Brian McClanahan Show. Welcome back to the Brian McClanahan Show. Glad to have you back in the program. Very glad to be here. Don't forget to follow me on Twitter at Brian McClanahan. Like my Facebook page at Brian McClanahan. And of course, subscribe to my YouTube page where you can watch this podcast at Brian McClanahan. You'll find all those social media accounts on my webpage, brianmcclanahan.com. While you're there, give me an email address and I'll give you a free ebook, Forgotten Founders, and a free audiobook of the same title, read by yours truly. You can support the show by going to mcclanahanacademy.com where it's always free to enroll. You can also go to brianmcclanahan.com forward slash support. So if you're at my webpage, just click on support. Great way to support the show. You can throw a few pennies my way. Get your book plate. Get my autograph on your Brian McClanahan books. Or you can click on that shop tab on that page and get your Brian McClanahan show logo and all kinds of cool stuff. It's a great way to support the show and advertise the show at the same time. And you can also go to Learn True, T-R-U-E, LearnTrueHistory.com. That's my affiliate link for Tom Woods Liberty Classroom, where I just did a Q&A last night. Great website, great stuff, over 20 courses, a lot of cool stuff out there. I mean, it's you've got a lot of ways to get me more than just this free-of-charge podcast. And I know people get irritated sometimes when I send out emails and I market some of those other things that I do. But this is free that I do for you uh, twice a week, so uh, 30 minutes. you got an hour of me. Actually, if you go to abbevilleinstitute.org, and you get their podcast, you got an hour and a half of me every week for no charge. So uh, it's a great way to uh, support the show. Go to those separate things. You can help me keep these things going. And I always do appreciate it. If you do like the podcast, rate it on your favorite podcast websites. Uh, let people know what you think. Share it around on social media. Do all those things to help get people thinking locally and acting locally. That's what we want to do. That's the Entire goal of the Brian McClanahan Show. And this episode is no different. Now, we all heard the news on Sunday uh, about the death of basketball star Kobe Bryant. And I want to talk about that um, in a think locally, act locally way. Um, Now, for a lot of people, this was a shocking and tragic event. And the fact that three kids died in this accident is tragic and shocking. There's little doubt about it. And I know, I want to talk about American culture in in a way and and not look at this as who Kobe Bryant was or why he's important. No, I do want to talk about that a little bit. This is more a reflection of American culture and where our priorities are as Americans, what we think as Americans... And I want to bring in some of the things that I often talk about in my on-campus courses when I go and I teach in my full-time real job, right? So this is my part-time fun job. Um, When I asked this question uh, in my class, we were talking about uh, the, uh, the, the Babylonians, right? And we were looking at uh, how societies or where they place their values or how they distribute justice. We were talking about Hammurabi's code and how that particular code is set on a, on a caste system. I mean, it's from the beginning, the code is designed 
that if you are a certain level of society, if you're a slave, for example, I mean, you do have legal protections in a way, but those legal protections are also designed to help the uh, owner of that particular slave as well. So it's a caste system. If you are in a lower caste and you hurt someone in an upper caste, I mean, you're going to receive a much more harsh punishment and the person in the upper caste will receive compensation. I mean, there will be something that happens. So it's not equal justice. It's not a situation where you had everyone equal under the law. That was the basis of Hammurabi's code. And so as we were discussing this, we started talking about American, the American justice system. And of course, most of my students are 18 and 19 years old. Maybe some that are, you know, 20, 21. I might get a few in their mid-20s. Every now and then I get students because it is uh, a... a um, interesting environment where I teach. I'll get students in their 40s and 50s, sometimes in their 70s. But for the most part, I have you know young students right out of high school. And so these are students that have been indoctrinated their entire life about certain elements of American justice and society. And generally, they believe, of course, that America is unjust. I mean, this is where you get the social justice warrior phenomenon. America is, is unjust. We have unequal justice in America. And so I pointed out that while there are certainly situations where American justice seems to be uneven, maybe based on your race or your status in society in America, certainly we do a much better job in America with distributing equal justice, equal equality under the law than most places in the world and throughout history. I mean, uh, it's very hard to have blind justice. I mean, it's, it's extremely hard. We're dealing with people, and of course, people have prejudices and likes and dislikes, and so that factors into it. it. But the ideal of blind justice, equal justice under the law, is something that I think Americans generally, generally, the average American subscribes to. We're, we want to ensure that if people are accused of a crime, that they do receive equal justice, a fair trial. And of course, this gets into libertarians who believe in jury nullification and other things who would say, well, if the law is unjust, we should just get rid of the law. Maybe somebody's being arrested for an unjust law, an illegal or unconstitutional law, maybe. I know that uh, just because I was talking about um, Liberty Classroom, Tom Woods got summoned for jury duty again. And of course, he got booted off because he believed in jury nullification. About two years ago, I had to sit on a jury. And essentially, we didn't, we didn't nullify the law, but uh, we certainly, uh, as a jury ruled uh, that the case was frivolous, and so we protected uh, the system that way. But um, that said, then we started talking about society and what this justice system, how that reflects society, different caste systems and class, and uh, of course we got into slavery and other things in, in, uh, in world history. And this, how people view society is a reflection, or how people view justice is often a reflection on society, what they value in society. And so we started talking about the Kobe Bryant uh, accident, tragic accident. Um, what's remarkable about this, of course, is how people have responded to this. And uh, uh, People do attach to individuals they don't know, right? Personally, no. They, they, whether it's an, an athlete, an athlete or a, um, a musician, uh, a politician. People have attachments to famous people all the time. And that's because America is generally, 
a country of cult of personality. We love it. And if you look at the last two presidents, Barack Obama and Donald Trump, there is certainly a tremendous cult of personality around both of those individuals. Barack Obama has it. Donald Trump has it. Um, you know, when Trump sells out these arenas where people come in and they stand in line for hours, days even, to go see his speeches, uh, you know, Obama didn't get that kind of support when he was president. I don't know what kind of support he gets when he goes and speaks now, but I'm certain that if he did these kind of arena speeches, he probably could have gotten this kind of support because he did have a tremendous cult of personality. In fact, I would suggest that that was a driving factor in Obama being elected twice. It was a cult of personality. Was he a good president? Absolutely not. Was he corrupt? Certainly. Did he do illegal and unconstitutional things? Without question. But again, he was protected by his cult of personality. Now, Trump doesn't have the same type of media protection that Barack Obama had. So his cult of personality cannot shield him from this. But certainly, you have a substantial number of Americans, tens of millions of Americans, that are invested in this cult of personality with Donald Trump. And a lot of it has to do with we want to give the big middle finger to the elites to the mainstream media. These are things we want to do. By supporting Donald Trump, we're, we're opposing the right people. And, I, and there is something to that. They're tired of being called all kinds of names and saying all, I mean, people say all kinds of horrible things that just aren't true. And this aren't too, true. So you have this call to personality, and this does extend out to athletes and musicians and other things. And look, when I was a kid, my two favorite famous people were Joe Montana and Cal Ripken. I mean, still to this day, I'm in my 40s, I would like to meet Joe Montana and Cal Ripken. Just because growing up, there was such an influence on my life in terms of, I liked football, and I liked baseball, and so these people were uh, two players, two sports, two athletes that I thought were pretty interesting individuals. Now, I didn't know anything, I mean, I'm a kid, I don't know anything about either one in their personal life, and um, Cal Ripken, in his personal life recently, has done some things that um, I wouldn't personally do, and I think that um, are sad. But, uh, you know, Montana, I'm, I don't know much about Montana's personal life. I think he's a fairly upstanding individual, and I think, you know, Cal Ripken generally is a fairly upstanding individual. Um, I did have a chance when I was a, a kid growing up around D.C. Um, that uh, when the Washington Redskins were in their heyday, my uncle lived next door to one of the Redskins players, and I met several of the Redskins players because players were much more accessible back then than they are today. You didn't have social media and other things where you know it was just bombarded, but they would get out in the community. In fact, they would always have a basketball game at my brother's high school where the Redskins players played the nuns and the priests. It was a Catholic high school, and they played them. So you had a gym with about maybe 3,000 people in it, and the Washington Redskins, Art Monk, and all the great Washington Redskins players of that time played basketball, and you got to go on the court and get autographs and stuff, and it was pretty cool. I mean, 3,000 people, a nice intimate environment to meet those Washington Redskins players. So certainly in, in my life, I, I did grow up with that kind of athletic cult of personality, and a lot of people still have that. And so anytime you have this kind of sudden tragedy, this is something that will affect people. And you get nonstop wall-to-wall coverage. Now, I'll also make an admission. I've never watched an entire professional basketball game in my life. 
I liked college basketball, but not professional basketball. And so Kobe Bryant, it was a marvel on the court. I mean, of course, I did see highlights. I've read many of news stories over the years as Kobe Bryant was a player. I do follow sports, just not uh, NBA basketball that much. But if, I mean, you can't you can't get around the fact that you do recognize some of the great stars of that particular league, uh, because if you follow any professional sports, you're going to see it. Uh, you're going to see who the big stars are, and so Kobe Bryant certainly was one. Won all kinds of championships with the Los Angeles Lakers. Uh, suppose I mean, according to all reports, was a devout Catholic, uh, a good a good father, good husband. Um, maybe when he was a young man, not so much. But of course, people change over time. So this is not a reflection on Brian. Of course, he seemed to be dedicated to his to his daughters and their and uh, what they were doing in life. So those are good things. I mean, we all look at that and say, "Gosh, that's tragic." These are tragic things. But the wall-to-wall coverage is a reflection on American society and what we value. And is Kobe Bryant, or was Kobe Bryant? one of the more important people in American life. You would think so. If if I was a historian studying the 21st century in the United States, I would look back on this and I would say, what do Americans value? And certainly this would be, this would be a key indicator on what Americans value, and that is entertainment. We value entertainment above almost all else in American society. Look at what happens when a celebrity dies. And typically these celebrities are musicians, actors, athletes, or politicians. And politics, as Jeff Deist pointed out the other day on social media, uh, if you don't know who Jeff Deist is, of course, he's the current president of Mises Institute. Uh, The politics is uh, is fame for the ugly, right? I mean, this this is the Hollywood for the ugly. You go into politics to be famous in, in many ways. I mean, I know people say, well, I'm trying to make a difference. Well, you can make a difference in many other ways. Going into politics is because you want people to pay attention to you and listen to what you have to say. It's the ultimate viva yo. Long live I. So... When you look at where people mourn and you look at the passing of politicians, I mean, just before this, you had the NBA commissioner die, the former NBA commissioner, and of course, a great shock. Or you look at some of the, uh, you know, I was, I was, uh, there was an article not long ago about Stuart Scott, who was a, an ESPN talking head, right? Entertainment, uh, and his tragic death in his 40s from cancer. Uh, again, by all, uh, by all uh, information, great father. Um, you know, a man who was very committed to his family. These things happen. And we value these entertainment. We, we get very upset because these people are in our lives all the time, whether it's through watching sports, whether it's through listening to music, whether it's through watching politics, whether it's through watching movies or television. These people are in our lives all the time because our life really is entertainment. Again, a reflection on American society. Is that to say it's a bad thing? I don't know. But it certainly is part of our lives. A tremendous part of our lives. Maybe to a detriment, to the detriment of American society overall. 
Because as people are invested in so much entertainment, that chokes out other things that people could be doing. Now, this also is a reflection that we have a pretty good life. Americans in general, even the poorest among us, have uh, access to things that the poorest in, say, the Babylonian society would not have. So we have a pretty good life in America. It's not to say that other parts of the world don't have a good life as well, but we have a pretty good life in America. Our access to things that, uh, you know, our, our short work weeks, our short work days. People say, oh my gosh, I work long, I work, you know, eight-hour work days. Now, maybe you work a job where you work 10-hour days or 12-hour days, but often, say, if you're in the medical field, you work three 12-hour shifts in a seven-day week. That's a lot of time. You're there for 12 hours. It's, it's tiring. You're tired. But then you have four days off. Uh, when my uh, firefighters, you know, sometimes work 24-hour shifts. They do it, you know, one day on, two days off. And they do this all the time, 24-hour shift, and then you go home, and then you have you recuperate for a couple days, and then you do it again, and maybe you get three days off. I mean, so you get one, two, one, three. Uh, so you're there for a long time, and certainly you're, on, you're working for 24 hours, but you're not always doing something for those 24 hours. So um, it is tough. It is tough to do these kind of jobs. And I'll get into that in a minute, but I want to finish with this with this reflection before we take a break for uh, for a couple of minutes. Um, the fact that Kobe Bryant received the Kobe Bryant tragedy and an accident, and it is tragic, uh, not just Bryant, but three children died, uh, um, you know, parents who also had other children died. It's tough. I mean, this is a tough thing, and people attach to these things because we these people are in our lives so much, and they mean so much to our lives. But I want to get into that on the backside of this and, and what my students said about that and then talk about this as a think locally, act locally moment. So I'll see you in just a couple minutes. Let me talk to you for a minute about McClanahan Academy. I know at the beginning of this particular podcast or this video, I talked about McClanahan Academy. But let me go into a little more detail about why I think you should sign up for it and why, and why I created it. First, a little bit about me. I have a PhD in American history from the University of South Carolina, and I've taught in the college environment for 20 years. And I've seen college students get worse over time, the curriculum get worse, and students are being indoctrinated more than educated now in our higher education system, whether it's high school or college. So I wanted a counterweight to that. And this is why I created the McClanahan Academy. Now, first, it's always free to enroll at McClanahan Academy. You sign up, it's free. And I give you a free course, 10 Myths of American History, when you do sign up. So it's a great way to get an introduction to what I do. But I've got eight courses for sale there and more forthcoming. All of these courses are designed to give you the non-PC version of American history, to take the red pill, so to speak. And I've got two courses in particular, my U.S. History Survey courses, which are designed for homeschoolers. So if you're a homeschooler and you want a good curriculum and uh, my family has homeschooled all of our children from the beginning, and you want a solid history curriculum. That's why I designed the United States History 18, to 1865 and 1865 to the present. You've got enough material. You've got lesson plans. You've got uh, tests. You've got reading material. You've got reading seminars. You've got 36 weeks. If you take them, buy them both, you've got 36 weeks of material, and it can be used as a high school history curriculum. Or if you're just a lifelong learner, you can use it otherwise. But it's a great way to get a real history education 
devoid of Marxism and progressivism and political correctness. So sign up at McClanahanAcademy.com. That's McClanahanAcademy.com. Again, always free to enroll. And I'll see you there. All right, we're back. And I want to start this particular half of the show with a news report that came out just um, three days before uh, Kobe Bryant died on uh, Sunday. Or actually, it was, uh, uh, yeah, three days before that, two days before that, maybe, when Kobe Bryant died on again on Sunday. Uh, so <clears throat> this particular report, this particular news report, focused on an accident, a plane crash, in Australia, and unless you, I mean, seriously, there, there really wasn't a whole lot of news coverage about this, uh, but there was a plane crash in Australia where three Americans died. Three American firefighters died in a plane crash fighting a fire in Australia, and this didn't have the wall-to-wall coverage. Nobody, there was not, it was not plastered all over every social media account. Uh, every it didn't make the front page of the Drudge Report. I mean, when I found out about Kobe Bryant's death, I went in and I was doing some things, and I just went and looked at the news real quick and headline: "Kobe dead" on the Drudge Report. There wasn't a headline: three firefighters die." In fact, most people don't realize it, but um, if you just look at that particular situation in firefighters, uh, every year in America. Uh, near 70 firefighters or more die every year, right? In the line of duty, in the line of duty deaths. You have uh, close to 70, between 70 and 100 a year, typically. And so when I brought this issue up with Kobe Bryant, and I said, you know, why do Americans have wall-to-wall coverage? You know, you go to ESPN, every single article on their webpage right now, just about on the front page is Kobe Bryant related. And, of course, that's a sports site, so you're going to get that. But even on the Drudge Report, you still have about five articles dealing with Kobe Bryant when we have some other things, some very uh, other very important news events. And this was the front, but this was the first story on the Drudge Report when you've got some other things that are eh, pretty important going on out there in the world. Kobe Bryant's dead. And I asked my students, why do you think this is? Why do you think there was so much news coverage about this particular event? And they said, because, I mean, Kobe Bryant's important. He, infect, he affects everybody. I mean, he's a, he's a, I mean, people really look up to him. People really admire this guy. And again, I'm dealing with 18 and 19-year-olds now, granted. Really look up to Kobe Bryant. And I'm sure this is the case. This is why people were so shocked and so upset. And you had... Fans dumping out. I mean, apparently there are people going to the crash site to try to get there, to try to have some type of, uh, you know, public mourning for Kobe Bryant. But here you had three firefighters, three Americans, killed in a plane crash in Australia, tr- really trying to help people. I mean, Kobe Bryant was taking his his uh, his daughter to a basketball game, and uh, again, while tragic. Uh, and while Kobe Bryant did give away money to charities and he did some things, um, he was an entertainer. His, his job was entertainment, to play basketball and entertain people. Here were three men that were doing a job to try to save people. And uh, it was not really even mentioned anywhere. Two of them had children and wives 
And so they leave those people behind. Donald Trump didn't tweet about it. Barack Obama certainly didn't tweet about it. Mike Pence did. Um, but this is, we have these type of tragedies all the time. They don't make headlines. They're not something that's going to um, to move the needle at Fox News or, or CNN or MSNBC or the New York Times or the Washington Post. So the New York Times did publish an article about who these three guys were. I will say that. Um, so there is some news coverage out there, but not the wall-to-wall, front-page headline news that you would find because an athlete dies. And I think, again, this is a reflection on American society. Or if it was a musician that dies tragically in a, in a crash or you know, dies suddenly of, uh, of some type of... Uh, or an actor dies suddenly of some type of overdose or something like that when, when they do these things. Wall-to-wall coverage everywhere. We're going to have outpouring of emotion and we're going to have, you know, the news cover these things nonstop. So my students said, uh, I mean, I, I asked them, well, you know, why is it that you think that these other people aren't important? Well, I mean, they might be, but, you know, there's really not that important to society. In fact, one student said that they're really not important to society. Kobe Bryant was important to society. And so we think about these three firefighters that died in Australia. They were very important to that society there fighting uh, arson fires. I mean, these fires are arson-driven. The kind of the global warming thing has kind of subsided because people figured out, wait a second, these fires weren't caused by global warming. They were caused by, or climate change, they were caused by people setting the fires. And of course, you have all the underbrush and other things. Australia won't clear this stuff out, just like they won't in California. So you have all these massive brush fires now because of it. Uh, but um, we have it, the climate change stuff has gone away. Ah, oh, it's all about climate change. We have these big fires because of climate. No, we have these big fires because a bunch of jerks decided to light fires. And so normal everyday people go out and they risk their lives on a daily basis to try to stop this problem. And this is why in 2012, I wrote my politically incorrect guide to real American heroes because I looked around, and as I said on the back of the book, it still applies today. This is on this is on the back of the book. Americans have always been liberty-loving, hardworking, proud, and yes, heroic people. But today we're cut off from our illustrious past. Now as Hollywood actors, professional athletes, pop artists, reality TV stars, and a sprinkling of good-looking liberal politicians who seem to soak up all the public's admiration. I said that in 2012. Here we are eight years later. In fact, I wrote that in 2011, nine years later. And the call to personality is in full swing. In fact, it's probably gotten worse because of social media. And so I find it interesting when 18 and 19-year-old kids, students, say things like, well, these people aren't important. If we were thinking locally and acting locally on a regular basis, Kobe Bryant's death would be tragic, and I'm sure people in Los Angeles would be greatly impacted by it because, of course, maybe they're professional basketball fans. Uh, maybe he did something for the community. Mean, he did a lot for that community, apparently. Uh, very active in that community and helping people. That's a great thing. And, of course, tragic that uh, three children had to die in that particular accident, too, which, by all, in, uh, by all reports, was because the pilot was disoriented in that fog. And it's just tragic. These things happen. Very tragic. Uh, that people had to lose their lives in that way. 
Kobe Bryant did live a great life, though. I mean, of all the people, I mean, look, there are people that are in their 90s that didn't live the way Kobe Bryant did. So the kids is the tragic part. Um, and Kobe Bryant had a good life, and everyone has an end at some point. But, uh, you know, the fact is that these students say, well, these people aren't important. If we were thinking locally and acting locally, then these firefighter deaths and uh, deaths of people that are important in communities. It could be things, you think about people that have an impact in your community, uh, a local leader of a charity. Those should be important deaths. I mean, these are people that, while they don't have the athletic ability, while they don't have the fame and fortune of a Kobe Bryant, or perhaps more important for their community, for their people, if we were thinking locally and acting locally, than Kobe Bryant ever would. Kobe Bryant is a great basketball player, but does that cause, do, because of our laser beam focus on entertainment, does that create a problem in America where people don't want to go out and do the grunt work? They don't want to go out and uh, they, they, they have these aspirations to be a professional, a professional basketball player. I remember when I was in, uh, in, I guess it was high school, maybe it was even junior high school, I don't remember, but you know, the, the, they had a meeting of all the of the boys. It was probably junior high school, and it's been a long time now. But all the boys in that in that school, and I went. I lived in a small town, so in our in our junior high school class, we maybe had sixty people in my class. But all the boys were brought in. So you're talking about forty boys, and I think they did it for a couple of grades. So there might have been about 80, 80 kids there. And they talked about it was it was a discussion with boys and it was men talking to boys and what were what were our aspirations and probably I would say a good portion maybe thirty percent maybe more said they wanted to play professional sports so every boy dream oh gosh if I could just play professional baseball professional basketball professional football not one of these individuals in that entire room went on to play professional sports not one. I did have a, a, a classmate who was a year older than me who did go on to play professional sports for about two or three years. Um, and he made it to the minor leagues, single A, and washed out. That's how hard it is to do these things. And this guy was the best baseball player I've ever played with in person. He was really, really good. I mean, threw the ball 95 miles an hour, could hit everything, and he made it to single A. So uh, all of this attention, or you have people, well, I'm going to be a professional musician. I'm going to do this. I'm going to be an actor. These are the things that people think about. Instead of saying, I'm going to be a doctor. I'm going uh, to be someone that, I'm going to be a firefighter. I'm going to be a, you know, a, a police officer. I'm going to do something that's going to help my community. I'm going to be uh, someone who works for a nonprofit. I'm going to be uh, someone who, look, I'm going to go work at my father's business building homes. I'm going to go work at my, I'm going to start a business fixing cars. These are the things I'm going to do because that actually helps everyday society work and grow. I'm going to go be a farmer. If we were thinking locally and acting locally, these are the kind of things that will be celebrated. There used to be a television show, a kid's television show, when my oldest daughter was very young, Higley Town Heroes. And I, it's an interesting show because it was about everyday people being a hero. I'll never forget that, because the idea was to was to it was kind of a think locally, act locally television show. You know, it's a little town. Everyone's important in the town. Even the pizza guy, they had a character, pizza guy. He was important because he delivered your pizza. I mean, these people were important. These people 
were real heroes, and it was the construction worker, the fireman, the, the people that, uh, the teacher, the teacher. Teachers, uh, there was a, a, a John Wooten, who was a, a very famous uh, high school, uh, no, I'm sorry, I can't remember his, it wasn't John Wooten, uh, it was, uh, I can't remember the guy's name, very famous high school coach out of Northern Virginia, I believe, and uh, he, he was, I mean, influenced all kinds of basketball coaches across the United States. Um, not Wooten. I'm, I'm thinking of somebody else. But he uh, he died recently, and he was, oh gosh, in his 80s or 90s. Um, not big, not a big story. But this is a guy that said, you know what? Uh, who do you remember in your life? You remember your high school teachers. You remember your high school coaches. Those are the people you remember, because these are the people that have such an impact on your life in reality. These are the people that spend a lot of time with kids and uh, try to mold them and influence them in the right way to get them thinking about things beyond, I'm going to be a professional basketball player. And while you know he, his most important function was getting people to be a good, good man, as he coached men's basketball, a good man, a good young man, to have good values and good morals. Coached at a Catholic school to, to, to uh, rear kids in a way that would make them be good, productive members of society. That's what our goal should always be. And, of course, he's thinking about his local community. He's not thinking about these people are going to go out and be some famous people across the United States. When I go and I teach students, I want them to be good members of my local community and do great things there and to have the right attitude there. And if we were, again, being a farmer is a great thing. Being a construction worker uh, someone that can do the being a local engineer, helping people that way, helping people in the service industry. There's no more, in my opinion, noble job than being a firefighter. Um, of the, I was looking at some data for this particular show, and um, I was looking at some firefighter data, firefighter deaths, and of course, this hits very near and dear to me because my entire family uh, were firefighters at one point. And uh, I've mentioned on this particular show before that. Uh, my brother was a firefighter killed in a in uh, uh, you know in line of duty accident, but uh, I was looking at that particular year that, that happened, and there were I think one if not two firefighters that were killed responding to a call, and they were shot by people they were responding to. This is something we don't think about, but people that are uh, on um, you know drugs, and that was the case. They they just don't know what they're doing. They're out of their minds, and a firefighter shows up, and they get killed. First responder, someone who goes in simply trying to help people. And they're killed. It's tragic. These are tragic things, and those things should be. Uh, I mean, really, if we if we had the values that we should have in American society, those would be front page stories of people trying to show up to help people and make this world and your local better. And they tragically die, uh, and it's it's horrible. Um, so from this, I mean. Again, think locally, act locally. If that's what you're doing on a daily basis, certainly Kobe Bryant could be an impact in your life. I mean, you could say, well, gosh, I mean, he's a great basketball player. seems to be a good, upstanding guy in his family and community. And, of course, kids dying. It's all tragic, and it is. We should also be thinking about the things that impact our daily lives on a regular basis, which is that local, that the people that are right there around you at all times that make your community go. The people that really contribute to society in a way that is beyond entertainment. Those are the people that we should be celebrating. Um, the people that uh, do get up and just put their pants on. Uh, you know the Alabama song for you know 
40 hour week for a living just to you know and, and those are the people that really are impactful uh, in our lives that we don't really realize at times all right so think locally act locally celebrate and support those people and i'll see you next time on the brian mcclanahan show <laughs>